Good evening. This is a presentation of Movement Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Hauntings of. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of The Hauntings of right here on Movement Radio. My name is Talon Williams alongside Chip Hazard, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we will be discussing the hauntings of the state of North Dakota. So Chip, what can we look forward to in this episode? Well, North Dakota probably is not the first state most people think of when it comes to paranormal activity. The American heartlands just seem too wholesome for all that, right? Right. (laughs) But don't let the prairie state fool you. There are more than enough haunted houses and gruesome ghouls to go around. So why don't we go ahead and dive right in to some of the most haunted places in North Dakota. Yeah, and it's not it's not looking good off off the rip. Uh first we're going to be talking about the Children's Museum and this is in Yucker Yunker Farm, Fargo, North Dakota. Now, the Children's Museum of uh Yunker Farm is an interactive museum housed in a brick farmhouse that dates back to 1976. It is believed to be haunted by the ghost of Elizabeth Yunker, who has been seen hanging around upstairs close to where most of the children activities happen. There have also been reports of a young child who stands by a well. This is believed to be the ghost of a child who died in the same well many, many years ago. Staff also report that the elevator has a habit of working all by itself. Oh, God. Okay, we're kicking it off already. Okay. As you all know, uh, I'm not a, not a you know, I, I, the, the, you don't fuck with the kids. You know, like the ghost ch- ch- children that, you know, that that's the thing that bothers me. You know, um, you're like, oh, you see the ghost kid over there next to the well. Oh, shit. Is that how he died? Yeah, we think that's how he died. Oh, shit. Or is that how he became Batman? It might. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for putting the, the silver lining in this bubble. Um, but yeah, but I'm curious <laughs> as to who Elizabeth Yonker was. Um, was she obviously, I mean, she had to have been either the wife or the daughter or somebody who was related to somebody on the farm. Um, so I'm assuming that maybe she was like the protector of a child, of, of the children or something along those lines. Did, does she, is she hanging around to make sure that the the children are treated with respect, maybe? I, I don't know. What are you feeling about this one? Uh, obviously, when it comes to kids, you know, we're always like, hey, you know, that's that's a little bit much, right. uh, in my opinion. But, you know, at least in this one, it doesn't talk about them being um, mistreated in any way or uh, any kind of experiments being ran on children like there have been in you know previous episodes right um so at least least we got that you know yeah um there was the report of the the young child who stands by the well and obviously my brain went straight to batman you know uh bruce wayne fell down a well and that's kind of how he became batman and overcame his fear of bats right um yeah you know who who, so, knew, uh, who who knew Batman was from North Dakota, right? We all thought it was uh, Gotham. All in all, it was uh, 
it, it pretty interesting, you know. Uh, the one, the, obviously, aside from the, the young child standing by the well, um, when staff report that the elevator uh, has a habit of working on its own, like, that's a little, I mean, I use elevators every day, and uh, they don't just work on their own. Right. <laughs> right. They don't just decide to go to a certain floor or whatnot. So <laughs> right. that, that's a little uh, telling right there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I've been stuck on an elevator before where I'm just like, why ain't I going anywhere? Yeah, you know what I mean. So I've been stuck on an elevator a couple yeah, of times. It yeah. sucks. It's just, just the waiting sucks, you know. Um, yep. And you know, which you, 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 anytime you get stuck, you automatically think, oh god, the cable's gonna break and snap. I'm gonna fall like 17 stories or whatever it is. And it's like, nah, the the brakes are automatically, you know. Yeah, that like, happens far less than. Uh than uh you would think right but so. anywho all right so you got the next one bo yep from from there we're going to talk about the medora fudge ice cream depot and this is uh in medora north dakota that, that so, don't sound bad no uh it may seem like the unlikeliest place to find a ghost but believe it or not one of the most haunted locations in north dakota is the medora fudge and ice cream depot there is just one ghost inside, and she only appears once a year on her birthday. Wow. Yep. Uh, however, all year round, there are, are unnatural cold spots and strange noises. She just doesn't manifest apart from on her birthday. So you can only see her on her birthday, and it doesn't say when her birthday is or what her name is or anything like that. Just that she she appears on her birthday. Yeah, she hey she you know maybe she maybe she really 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 into fudge and ice cream. It, it, yeah, I mean there's no other way to explain it, you know. And if you look at it, the picture that it shows, it looks like this looks like something out of the '40s or something. Like it looks so old and so. It looks old school. Like, I mean, if that was the business model that they had for it, I mean, it looks freaking awesome. Um, exactly. And, and if anybody wants to check out this picture, Chip, where can they go? You can always check check out what we're talking about on hauntedrooms.com. We're not sponsored. One day we hope to be. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Haunted Rooms America. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is an interesting one from the standpoint that, you know, it's, it'd be, <coughs> the thing about it is, is that it doesn't reveal the person's age. It doesn't reveal it doesn't reveal the the uh, the gender of the ghost, whether it was a male or female. Um, it doesn't reveal like like I said before the age or anything. It's just they just it's a ghost that shows up on the birthday. I wonder if anybody's actually ever caught it and just thought, hmm, you know, like, I wonder I wonder what the ghost would look like, you know, but or maybe yeah, some family I, goes on vacation and it's like they see it and it's like, huh. This ghost shares the same birthday I do, or something. You know, like if it's if it's that person's birthday or whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, doing research, um, it, everything about this says the exact same thing. Um, just that it haunted by a woman who uh only appears once a year on her birthday. Um, and that even though it's in an ice cream shop, it is unnaturally cold in there, even on like a hundred degree plus heat. Oh, wow. 
um, the whole town is full of ghosts. So, wow. but I can't find any other information about this uh, particular haunting. So, okay. I do find it interesting that she only appears on her birthday, though. That's that's interesting to me. Right. So, Ooh. all right. Moving forward. Yes, moving forward. Um, pause. Um, Leota Chicago just beat Illinois. Ooh, nice. Yeah. You guys probably already will know this when we talk about it because we're taping in we're taping in advance. But anyway, um, so the next edition or the next uh, episode, the next freaking episode, the next entry on our <laughs> list, I'm all bumfuzzled, um, is Saint Joseph's Hospital, and this is in Dixon, um, not Dixon, I'm sorry, Dickinson, uh, North Dakota. This one looks freakier than hell because it's got all the snow in the background. It looks like, anyway, so. Many of the employees say that there are ghostly activities in many of the different areas around the hospital. For example, the elevator down to the morgue is often seen operating all by itself. Speaking of the morgue, the doors also open and close all by themselves on occasion, which is made all the more creepy by the fact that they have not been open from that they have been open from the inside the morgue unless you have an act like you can't open up unless you have like access and an access key pretty much um disembodied voices are fairly common in the cafeteria and there are lots of running footsteps in the basement but upon investigation there is nobody there <coughs> excuse me one of the rooms on the third floor seems to have a ghostly patient that has never left as on nights when that room is unoccupied, the nurse's button is pressed very, very often. Oh, wow. Yeah. So could you imagine being a nurse at this hospital and then you keep getting repeated calls from a certain room and then you go into that room and there's nobody in that room and you're thinking, oh, what the fuck is it? I'm, I'm, I'm going. <coughs> I'm, I'm going. I'm leaving. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. Go ahead. Excuse you. And I almost got choked on a damn pretzel again. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, all right. So next up, we're going to talk about North Dakota State University. Did you not have any comment? Did you not have any comment on the hospital? Oh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My fault. It, usually when you say go on, it's moving to the next one. My fault. My fault. No, you're good. No, you're good. Um, you're good. I didn't know if you had any comments on the hospital. <laughs> well, I, I do. Go uh, ahead. So, so in... Uh, as is in the previous one, or uh, the the first one we talked about at the the children's museum, um, the the elevator working by itself that's um, that's that's a bit much. Uh, like I said, you know, elevators don't just operate by themselves. Um, doors opening and closing by themselves that's uh, a bit creepy, but could also be. Um, attested to unlevel foundation um drafts and stuff but when, then we talk about the disembodied voices um that right there in itself you know when, when they talk about disembodied voices uh that is an indicator that there's there's something else going on um right so yeah 
normally, I mean, I mean, because people put up like the EVP machines and things of that nature, normally trying to spot it, you know, and then analyze it and then try to figure out what they're trying to say. Um, right. So yeah. Um, overall, very interesting take. Okay. All right. Yeah. You got. I the think ne- if I was the, I, I think if I was a nurse though, if I, you know, went and checked a room, I, I got a, a page from a room, and I went and checked the room, and there was nobody there. That would either be uh, my time to go home, or if it kept happening, I'd be like, "Look, somebody else gonna have to take this shit because I'm not going in there again." <laughs> I'd have been like, in can, there four can you times. Transfer me to another hospital or something like that. <laughs> right, I'd have been in there four times. There ain't nobody in there, and this damn pager keeps going off. Where's maintenance at? They need to come fix this. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Now you got the next one. I do. Uh, the next one up is North Dakota State University, once again in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, so it, it says that there are two different parts of North Dakota State University that are reported to be haunted. The first one of these is the Saris Hall, in particular the third floor of the building. It is generally accepted that this can be traced back to a man who hung himself from one of the heating pipes during World War II. Damn. Um, yeah, that, uh, man, if it's bad enough that you need to hang yourself, uh, but you're still sticking around to haunt people, like, there's obviously some, some deep, deep-seated resentment or something going on. Has to be. So... Um, it goes on to say that several strange occurrences have happened on the third floor, but students do not feel particularly uncomfortable up there. However, okay. Yeah. However, the same cannot be said for the basement, which houses a much darker and some say evil entity. Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay. So, upon entering the basement, it triggers a strong fight or flight instinct in most people, and everyone is in a hurry to leave the area. Few have stayed long enough to report what happens to those who do not flee. Okay. (laughs) Um, I have never entered a place where I got this feeling of, I've got to fight or leave kind of feeling. Um, So that right there is an indicator that there's something right. Something, you know, extremely evil um, in this place. Uh, You know, in the previous episode, we talked about the devil's tramping grounds. Right. uh, Where uh, the devil, uh, manifests himself every night in this one particular place and paces in a circle. Um, but it doesn't say that there, it, it never indicated that there was a strong fight or flight instinct around that area. And you would think that that, uh, you know, if that's where the devil himself manifests every night to, to wreak havoc upon the earth, uh, there would be, be a huge huge fight or flight instinct that comes when you you know enter that area yeah so uh, that indicates to me that 
whatever this is may be more evil than the devil himself. Ooh. That's hard to believe. That is hard to believe. Yeah. So, <clears throat> not to be outdone, Menard Hall at the university also boasts plenty of paranormal activity and a very creepy history. So, in the 1920s, the fourth floor attic of Menard Hall was a dance room. Okay. okay. Um, I mean, dance is nice. I like dance. Yeah. So, I don't know what's creepy about that, but... um. Unless it's those uh, skinny white girls twerking. That's very scary. <laughs> they, 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 some of them be eating more beans and cornbread, though, so there you go. <laughs> that's, that's true. So uh, one morning, a janitor entered the room and found two people dead. Oh, shit. Nobody knows what happened to them, but it was assumed to be a double homicide, which was never solved. Mm-hmm. Okay. The dance room was closed and later it was converted into a zoology lab. Thanks to increasing unstable floorboards, the entire fourth floor was closed off permanently in the 1960s. Of course, where are there there are gruesome tales, students will break in and several have managed to sneak up to the attic. All of them have returned with tales of a strange presence and the feeling that they were definitely not alone. Ma'am. <clears throat> so, I have one question. Okay. Has the fourth floor not been renovated since the 60s? I, I mean... I don't know. You, you know what I mean? Right. Like, normally, you know, you get some floorboards that are unstable or whatnot. Uh, a university would pay... To have that fixed and not just shut it down, right? I mean, especially if it's a uh, if if it's a university, technically the state owns the university, so they right. would, it would be their um, <clears throat> excuse me, it would be their responsibility to make sure that the school is you know kept to a certain code and kept to kept up to certain maintenances, you know. But right, you know, who knows. Um, maybe they know something we don't. Who knows? <laughs> they they obviously know something we don't because right. they've kept this thing permanently closed since the 1960s. So, right. Um, and there's no. How do you feel about this one? Uh, this one's freakier than hell. Um, from the standpoint that anytime you you know the what triggers the fight or flight. I mean, there's really there's three different types. There's fight, there's flight, but then there's a third one. There's a there's a third option called freeze. Is where you just sit there and you don't do nothing, and then it's like whatever is going to happen is going to happen. But fight means we gotta, you know, we gotta do something. Flight means get the fuck out of here, you know. Um, that feeling's very, very. It, it's a weird feeling. It's one of those feelings that you get where it's like, oh fuck, here we go. Like that's that feeling, <laughs> you know that right? <clears throat> like either like because it, it, you either have one response. It's like, it's like man, fuck this or. Man, fuck this. You know, then there's the way you say it depends on which which way you're gonna go, fight or flight, pretty much. Right. Um, but um you, you know you ever just walk into a place and be like, it's about to go down. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. It's uh not 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 recently. Actually that's bullshit. Yeah, it was recently when I walked into the my uh my former uh employer's uh uh, building. That's when I was like, 
oh, it's about to go down. Like I was, you know. Right. But anyway, now that y'all don't want to hear about my problems, we're talking haunted places. (laughs) Um, read the blog. Uh, (laughs) Whenever that, whenever that happens. Um, right. That being said, though, um. And then the fact that the janitor found the two dead bodies, you know, and, and nobody no one, knows what happened and it's still unsolved to this day. And, you know, yep. that's that's the thing that that shocks me is that, OK, not only have you not, you know, renovated this whole this thing since the 60s, but there was a double homicide. You can't figure out who did it. Um, You know, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> you know, like, what are you hiding? University? Exactly. You know, don't come for us, though. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. We, we 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 just report we don't we don't create you know we which we create just not the haunted shit you know that's we just report that shit but anyway all right so our next uh entry on the list is the harvey public library and this is in harvey north dakota now harvey public library was built where the bent's residence once stood why is this significant, you might ask? Well, because this could very well explain why the library is considered one of the most haunted places in North Dakota. In 1931, Sophia Eberline Bentz was bludgeoned to death as she slept by her own husband. Oh, sorry, she was bludgeoned to death in oh. her sleep by her own husband. He was, Oh, okay. Yeah, I was yeah, like, whoa. I, I, the, the, I, yeah, I looked at it wrong. It, they they had a typo on the page, but anyway. So let me let me let me uh, rewind a little bit. In 1931, Sophia Erblin-Bentz was was bludgeoned to death while she slept by her own husband. He was arrested and convicted of the murder of Sophia's daughter uh, after Sophia's daughter found blood in the bedroom. The library staff began to move into the new building in the on the 59th anniversary of Sophia's funeral and unexplained activity began to happen almost immediately. The librarian's office is said to be a particular focal point. And it, it, it can surely be no coincidence. The office sits more and more less where Sophie had died. So basically oh, wow. where the librarian's office is would probably be the equivalent to where the, the bedroom was, where she was bludgeoned to death. That's creepy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, almost like, you know, I guess because we, we talk about, you know, you don't fuck with somebody's final wrestling place, but we never say anything about, you know, like what happens if you went somewhere where someone died, you know, that that's, that's kind of a, that's kind of an eerie, that's got its own little eeriness to it as well, I think. So. Yes, very much yeah. so. So what are you thinking about this one? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, like we always said, you know, you don't don't fuck with someone's final resting place. <clears throat> and I mean, this wasn't technically the lady's final resting place, but you know, <laughs> the the office is now where her bedroom was. Um, ooh, I don't. Or, or where, yeah, where she died. Uh, that's almost as bad as fucking with his final resting place. Yeah, it's creepy. It's, it's creepy as hell. Even I mean, no matter which way you look at it, it's still creepy as shit. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, that being said, let's move on to the next one. You got the next one, Bubba? 
Next up is the Totem Trail Historic Inn, and this is in St. Michael, North Dakota. So the Totem Trail Historic Inn once served as living quarters for officers and their families in the later part of the 19th century. Mm -hmm. Witnesses say that they have seen a number of ghosts in the inn and that some of them have even followed them around the building. Pause. Yep. Because uh, if I see people following me, I do this all the time. Like if I'm coming home and from somewhere and it's dark outside and I notice that there's a car been following me for, you know, longer than I think they should have. Right. I will turn down random streets on my way home just to make sure that they're not following me. Right. I've done that before several times. There was one time um, I was, I was, uh, I was leaving, I was leaving my house one morning to go to work. I pulled out, this SUV pulled out right behind me. I'm thinking, okay, cool. I make a left, it make a left. I make a right, it make a right. I put on my turn signal like I'm going to go to the to, to, to the left and turn down William Street, and I get to William Street, and I just keep going forward. He kept going forward. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to make a left here because I got to get toward, you know, Boulevard. So I got toward the Boulevard. You know, got down there. He went to both. Like, like this guy I was like, is this motherfucker following me? Like, what's going on? So I was like, all right, well, obviously he's not going to go into my my place of work because you know, we got that private parking lot where the building right. is. So I'm thinking, okay, he ain't going to turn in, right? I turn into the parking lot. I turn into where the road that you go to the parking lot. He turns on that road. I'm thinking, okay, what the fuck? So I turned make a right, and then he went straight. And I was like, okay, maybe somebody at the apartment, maybe he stayed the night or something. I don't know. But, uh, like, that whole time, like, he, like it was creepy the whole time, the whole way there. And I was like, eh, you know, it hasn't happened since. So, you know, maybe it was just, you know, he got a booty call and then went right back to his house or something. I don't know what it was. Right. Never seen inside the car, though. It was too dark for that. But, you know. Then sometimes I think it's easy. Just you, you just hit the, if you stop just in the or like you like hit like your brake lights or something or your caution lights, and you move up to the side of the road. You know if they keep driving, cool. If not, then if they pull over next to you to check on you, like nope, floor it. <laughs> you floor it. Yep, gone, so, done. You know, yep. like that's when you know. Okay, they're following me. Yep. What to do is you just make a. I heard somebody's like, yeah, make a full circle. If so, if you make a if you make a full circle back to where and they're still behind you, that means they're following you. Yep, you know. Yep, that's why I just turned down random streets. I'm like, uh, ain't never been down this street before. Yeah, right, I wonder, I wonder what's down here. No, that wasn't yep. my stop. That wasn't my stop. <laughs> anyway. Yep. All right. So, uh, going on, it, it is believed that these apparitions could be a man and a woman who passed away just before some major renovation work took place at the inn. Hmm. So, it is without a doubt one of the most haunted buildings in North Carolina. Uh, unfortunately, that's all they have for us. Dakota. So, yeah, North Dakota, I'm sorry. Not North good? Carolina. Hey, it, it happens. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's all the information they have for us on this one. Right. Um. You know, but obviously, you know, 
when people or things uh, start following you around, there's an eerie feeling you get. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. You get it like leaving, you know, like you get it leaving different places. Like, cause I remember, you know, when we used to drive the blue Ridge all the time, that little dark ass road. And it, it, I mean, when it gets dark in blue Ridge or any, I mean, nowadays, I mean, it gets like pitch, pitch black. Cause you got to go around the mountains and you got to go around all these different trails and shit. And it's like, Oh God, I hope there's nobody in my back seat right now. <laughs> you know, Right. And they, you know, they really don't believe in, uh, street lights out that way either they don't they really don't like what what, like like, what's wrong with like just 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 a one water out there something you you know what i mean right just enough so i can see where i'm going but anyway all right so the next one we're going to be talking about is fort abraham lincoln uh custer house and this is in mandan north dakota most people Excuse me. Most people know the story of General Custer and the Battle of Little Bighorn, correct? Yes. Okay. But Sorry, I was trying not to sneeze. No, it's okay. But the lesser-known story revolves around his beloved wife and the home they built together in Mandan. The couple never really had much of a chance to enjoy their new home since Custer died at Little Bighorn in 1876. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for you, but you know, and this certainly upset his wife. She had <coughs> to haunt the home to this day, always looking for her husband lights frequently flickering off and on doors opening and closing and visitors hearing disembodied voices. Mrs. Custer's apparition has also been seen and she is always wearing a black morning dress. Oh, whoa, whoa, time out. What? It's she, not a white dress? It's not a white dress. It is a black oh morning dress. Basically, it's what they would wear during the funerals, pretty much. Right. Yeah. So, how do you feel about this one? Um, so, I, I hearing the, like, Fort Abraham Lincoln Custer home, I thought it was going to have something to do with Abraham Lincoln. Right. And then it goes into General Custer. Okay. Um, but then, you know, the lights flickering off and on, doors opening and closing, the the hearing of disembodied voices, and then even seeing Mrs. Custer's apparition, um, that all, like, if I'm walking through this place and I see this lady in a, a black morning dress, I'm like, whoa, hold on, what's going on here? And, you know, somebody that works there is like, oh, that's just Mrs. Custer. What do you mean, Mrs. Custer? You know, you know General Custer. I'm like, yeah, he died like almost two hundred years ago, and they're like, oh yeah, well that's just his wife. Uh, hold on, what? Beg pardon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, is she, is she a vampire or something? Why? How's she still alive? Oh no, 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 no. She's not alive. That's just her ghost. Uh, oh, okay. I think it's time for me to go. <laughs> right. I'm a, I'm <laughs> you a, know. Yeah, I I ain't gonna sit around here. I ain't gonna. You know, what I'm saying that's a it's F A F O. I don't. You know, uh, fuck around and find out. Mm-mm. I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't want to F A F O right now. Uh, nope. so, but yeah, it, nope. it's creepy as shit. But anyway, so yes. yeah, so there's that one. Um, you got the next one, Bubba. I do. Next up is going to be the old armory 
and this is in Williston, North Dakota. Uh, and this is very short. Uh, I wish there was more about it, but witnesses have seen mannequins moving on their own inside of the building, which was constructed back in 1915. There are also regular reports from staff and visitors alike of ghostly whispering when nobody else is around. Um, so this so, is the real mannequin challenge. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it to me this is interesting, but also kind of weird at the same time. Like, okay, how, how do the mannequins move? Like, are, are they just being repositioned? Is somebody just coming by and like repositioning the arms or or something? I, I don't know. Like, I need to know more about this. Um, and then, you know, ghostly whisperings when nobody else is around. Uh, so, I mean, like, you you just walking around in the old armory and you hear, Hi, how are you doing today? I'm like, uh, who who said that? What? Yeah, no. Right. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't give a damn if they're polite. I'm getting the hell out of there. <laughs> like, hey, Talon, you looking good. You lost weight? Yep. Bye. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> Yep, I'm going to lose some more weight because I'm yep. fixing to go running. Yep. And <laughs> <laughs> brother's like, Daddy, what you doing? Running? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, I'll turn into Forrest Gump. Yeah, we're halfway yeah. across the, the United States. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that being said, let's move on to the very next one. The next one is Chateau de Morris or Mar- Mar- Maurice. Yeah, Chateau de Maurice, and this is in Medora, North Dakota. Now, the Chateau de Maurice was once home of of uh, Marquise de Maurice and his wife Medora, after whom the city is named after. Okay, cool. Okay. These days, those who go to visit say that they are certainly not alone when they enter. Visitors often feel cold spots. And the lights are known to flicker off and on with some degree of regularity. It is believed that this is the work of Mendora de, de I can't pronounce this de Morris. There you go. Yeah. Who died while traveling and never got the chance to return home. Has she finally found her way back to her home in the form of a spirit? So a lot of people would probably, you know, toe the line as to, you know, this is, you know, where she felt the most at home. And I, we, we've talked about that on um, various uh, hauntings of episodes where, you know, this is the place where the people most feel loved or most feel home. That's why they that's why they stay, you know, um, or the at least the apparition stays. Um, right. You know, uh, how are you feeling about this particular one? Um. Eh, eh. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling eh about this one. Um, cold spots and lights known to flicker off and on. Uh, that seems to just happen everywhere. Uh, you know, um, what was it? Last week or the week before, we were right in the middle of recording an episode, and uh, my lights flickered off. Uh, messed up the whole episode. We had to, you know, start from scratch and re-record. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think that was from a, a ghost. I just think, you know, there was a storm going on and, you know, power went out or something. I, right. You know, uh, faulty uh, electrical, maybe. I, 
So, I don't know. And sometimes it happens, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of feeling eh about that one. Okay. Okay. There, there, yeah. There's that one. Uh, so let's move on ahead to the uh, next one. You got that one? I do. Next up is going to be the Liberty Memorial Building, and this is in Bismarck, North Dakota. Right. So it is said that the Liberty Memorial Building in Bismarck was once haunted by a ghost who is affectionately known as the Stack Monster. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Uh, so I, 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 first thing is um, it was once. So it's no longer haunted. They got rid of the ghost. Um, little iffy there on that. How do you just get rid of them? Did they uh, have a, um, a priest come in and pour holy water and do a seance and, you know, get rid of the ghost? No, I don't know. They got one of them ecto guns from Ghostbusters. <laughs> right. Um, however, there have been no reports of his presence since 1981 when the historical society, when the historical society moved out of the building to a new heritage center, um, in fact, one employee believes that she might even have seen him leave as she watched the main door open and close by itself just before the big move happened. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. With that being said, the building is happy to welcome him back at any time, even going so far as to issue a security badge for him, which sits at the main desk. What? Okay. Why? Okay. Why do? Why do you want the the stack monster back? Um, that's that's pretty. You left a security badge for a ghost. Yeah. So, at, so at, or, you want to give this ghost a job? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I don't. Okay, that's weird. Um, it, it goes on to say that during the time that he was allegedly haunting the building, there was a variety of unexplained activity, including footsteps, shadows, and disembodied voices. Um, I, I'm, I'm really confused. Me about too. This one. Yeah. Um, this is the first one that I've ever been 100% confused about. Yeah. Um, there was a ghost. Then there wasn't a ghost, but they want the ghost to come back, so they gave him a security badge. Like, here you go, stack monster. Come on in. Uh, wander around. Make people feel uncomfortable. I, I, I don't. I don't get that. Yeah, I mean, and considering the fact that this is that this is a story that's almost forty or forty years old. Yeah, I mean, depending on the time, this is a forty-year-old story. And they haven't had any reports about this monster for 40 years. And, you know, I think 40 years is a pretty good, pretty damn good, you know, run. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, like, like, why would you, why would you immediately say, yeah, I think I want to invite this ghost back into the, to the building. Like, you know, I mean, obviously if it was a friendly ghost, you know, but I mean, even still, that's, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, mm, I'm really confused about that one. <laughs> the so. one we have, we have put a subtitle on this thing is like this one confused Chip, so then you know it's going to be a good episode. 
yeah but anyway all right move on to the to the last one for the, the evening. last one of the evening and this is sand i'm not saying i'm sorry sand haven sanitarium i don't know why i said sand sand haven sanitarium and this is in dunseith north dakota um now sand haven was open in 1912 in order to treat those suffering from tuberculosis there were almost developmental disa- there were also developmentally disabled patients ad- admitted to the hospital right up until 1980s when it was closed down for a lack of financial difficulty for closed down on the back of financial difficulty excuse me now in its heyday the hospital would house as many as 900 patients and reports suggest that the conditions were not all that they should have been which is probably being generous mm. so automatically we're automatically there with you know again a hospital from the early parts of the century being a bunch of fucking idiots and not treating the patients the way they're supposed to be treated this yeah that seems to be uh i mean if you go back and listen to uh previous episodes when we talk about any of the uh sanatoriums uh there seems to be a a pattern um, where the the hospitals uh, are not up to snuff um, and the conditions aren't very well for the patients and they try to shove too many patients into a small building to to save money but make money. At yep. the same time, like it, it, there seems to be a pattern when it comes to the sanatorium. Yeah, it's insane. Um, now, it is thought that between the hot that between the hospital's opening in 1912 and its closing in 1989, as many as 1,000 patients passed away there. However, okay. the death count does not stop there. In 2001, a 17-year-old boy apparently fell to his death while exploring the abandoned property. Locals all agree that Sandhaven is one of the most haunted locations in North Dakota, but actually specifics are hard to come by. From some of the reports, a baby can be heard crying inside, son of a bitch. Faces can be seen looking out the window. Dark shadows can be seen wandering the empty rooms and sightings of orbs and apparitions are aplenty. Yeah. Okay. So this place has been shut down since 1989? Yes. And you can still hear babies crying inside? Faces can be seen looking out the windows? Dark shadows can be seen wandering the empty rooms? Okay, I can kind of chalk all of that up to homeless people right uh yeah i can hear see a baby that. crying inside there's uh, a homeless girl that was pregnant had a baby you hear the baby crying uh faces can be seen looking out the windows um you know that's homeless people have taken it over as a an, uh, an abandoned camp or whatnot and you know they're looking out the windows the shadows seen wandering the empty rooms homeless people you know walking from room to room obviously there's no lights so it's going to cast shadows in certain parts of the day right but when we talk about orbs and apparitions that is a little harder to explain away 
Actually, people do explain orbs a little bit better because I mean, if you if you if you listen to taps, you know everything according to taps is either an orb or a dust particle, and apparently they can figure it out. I look at footage and I can't tell a fucking difference in them. Um, no. apparently, apparently a uh, an orb is a little bit more brighter than a dust mite or something like that, or you know stuff like that. But I don't know. Um, you know, dust particles are more you know. Yeah, people try to show me pictures all the time, and they're like, "Look, there's an orb," or, uh, "Like, can you see in this picture? There's an arm right there," um, which literally just happened to me the other day. Uh, I was helping a friend pick up some furniture, and this lady was at this house, and uh, she was like, "You know, if you go down into that room, that it's very haunted." And look at this picture I took, and it just looked like a blurry picture. Like she tried to take the picture with her phone. Yeah. And, like juggled the phone a little bit yeah. and it became blurry. Like I, I don't know. I'm very hesitant when it comes to stuff like that to be like, Oh yeah, there's a person there. That's not supposed to be there or right. whatnot, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not saying every picture is because I mean, cause I've seen pictures that, you know, our good buddy Kelly Miller took and a couple of other, you know, uh, you know, our buddy, our buddy's Logan and stuff. And I've seen pictures of like, Hey, you know, this is a picture that I took and you can kind of see an apparition behind the tree or you can kind of see, you know, movement here, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I can, you know, I could definitely see somebody who, you know, believes in a paranormal. You can definitely see where he's coming from, you know, while other people, maybe non-believers, would look at it and be like, I can explain it, but it's one of the situations where like, I would have had to have been there to be able to explain it to you, but because I'm just looking at a picture you took, I can't explain it, but I, mm, you know, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. Yeah, this is it's just one of those things. And like, I could probably tell you what I probably think it could be, but I, I don't know. So, And see, as, as a, uh, I won't say non-believer, um, I, I've, I've been accosted a few times for saying non-believer, so I'll I'll change my stance and say a skeptic. There you go. Um, yeah, because 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 I think because the connotation of non-believer gives off the feeling that you don't want to be. It, it, I don't like. To, I think people kind of view non-believers in the same sense of they believe, you know, like oh you're against something. You know what I mean? Um, right. I don't know. You know. Uh, yeah. So I I, I will. You know, here on this episode of Movement Radio, I will uh, announce that I am not a non-believer. I am a skeptic. There you go. Uh, and uh, the first thing when anybody tries to uh, talk to me about, like, or show me uh, pictures or EVP or anything like that, um, I always initially f- try to find a way to explain it away. And if my brain can explain it, away then you know i'm obviously like oh well like like with this you know uh well that that's just homeless people in this sanatorium uh but it's when my brain cannot explain it away where i'm like uh okay so maybe that really happened or uh that's that's truth or whatnot so right yeah so but yeah but i mean but but even in the same sense, like, I mean, the fact that, which you can explain the 17-year-old boy, you know, apparently falling to his death, like, how far 
like how how often was he? You know, could this seventeen year old kid been a homeless kid? You know, right? Stumbled into the you know sanatorium by you know by mistake or whatever. <clears throat> but yeah. So with that being said, what is out of all the ones we talked about tonight? Which one did you find? Which 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 ones did you find the most interesting? Um, this one's a little bit harder than the the previous episode. You know, when we talked about North Carolina, there was a lot of uh, ones that I thought were pretty interesting. Right. Um. So I I, <clears throat> I did find the Medora Fudge and Ice Cream Depot interesting for the fact that there was the the ghost the 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 apparition of the lady that only appears on her birthday right i found that one interesting yeah um (sighs) there was the uh the north dakota state university i found pretty interesting for uh for the simple fact that there there's the unsolved um homicides uh whether it was murder or suicide or whatnot um, right and the fact that the fourth floor has remained closed since the 1960s. Like that's, I just feel like there should have been uh, maybe some reconstruction going on between now right. and, um, and then the uh, Fort Abraham Lincoln Custer how, uh, yeah. house. That was, yeah. Found interesting so yeah that one for me was probably the one that was most interesting because you know little big horn and that and the battle with custer you know dying you know um you know that and the whole apparition of mrs custer still longing to be with the looking for her husband kind of deal um right i will say though that liberty memorial building um was one that i found the most interesting because it was the one that i thought was the most confusing uh Yes, uh, that one completely slipped my mind because it confused the fuck out of me to begin with. (laughs) Right. Um, So, yeah, that that one's um, (laughs) very, very interesting. The fact that they they want the stack monster to come on back. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm thinking of a T-shirt idea. We'll we'll parlay after this episode (laughs) anyway. For sure. All right. Um, But, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that has been it for this episode of a hauntings of and um we have if i'm not mistaken and chip if you'll correct me if i'm wrong we are fixing to go to ohio for the next episode that and is correct this, and we are we are basically this is the countdown we have 16 states left to go until we are done with the hauntings of uh series and we and not let's say we're done with the hauntings of series as far as the states go. I mean, we'll probably that's do, correct. We'll probably do maybe going to Canada, you know, England, a couple of other places. Um, but we're see, we got sixty after this episode. We'll have sixteen episodes left, beginning with state of uh, Ohio. And um, if we if the if we do the math correctly, then we will be finished with this series on December twenty first of twenty twenty one. And which will bleed into 2022 with the next series that we got coming out. We're not going to reveal it just yet, but you will enjoy it. I promise you. If you're a fan of haunted places in America, you will definitely be a fan of the next series that we have coming out in the in the uh, first quarter of 2022. Um, Chip, anything you want to say before we get out of here tonight? 
Uh, as always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. And if you just so happen to be listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, it helps with the algorithm to get more people listening to the the series and the uh, podcast. Uh, so that that really, really is greatly appreciated. Again, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. Absolutely. And uh, I didn't get a chance to do this last week, but I'm going to do it real quick this week. Shout out to my good friend Sean Thompson over there at Thompson Personal Training. If you sign up for three months, you get the fourth month absolutely free if you tell him that Movement Radio was the one that sent you. So, again, Thompson Personal Training, Sean Thompson on Facebook. Go check him out. Uh, Also, check out our... um, patreon page we got a new episode of battle topics that just dropped so you know we hope you guys enjoy that check out the archives the store everything like what chip said movementradio.us um and again we cannot thank you guys enough the countdown to the end of the year where we are going to be wrapping up this series and i gotta be honest and chip i don't know how you feel about it but this has probably been one of the most fun series that we've done you know and i love doing an evening with i love doing rock retrospectives i love doing the list i love we talk wrestling i love everything that we do the stuff we do with roger the stuff we do with you know you know working you know you know with with us going on getting people in from other podcasts and talking to them um but this particular series has I, i i get more people i get more comments about the hauntings of series than any other series that we do it's crazy how insane this particular series has been for us i don't know if you feel the same way but i feel blessed that you know we by the the the, all all it was was just a simple poll that we put out there to say hey you guys want to talk about haunted places in america or cult classic movies and by an overwhelming margin these people said yeah haunted places in america it'd be great and the people want what the people want and they knew what they were talking about so um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way as I do about it. I, I 100% feel the same way. Um, this has been, uh, a, uh, a labor of love and I, I I'm going to be really sad when we're not doing it anymore, uh, to the point that I think we're going to still do it and we're just going to move from, um, haunted places in America and, do haunted places in other countries yes. as well. Uh, and we may not do that on a every other week basis, but uh, we're still going to be doing uh, paranormal stuff for sure. Absolutely. And, absolutely. <clears throat> but I am but I, 100% looking forward to the, the next series that we're going to pick up uh, coming off of uh, the hauntings of. You guys are going to love it. Um, if you've loved the the hauntings of as much as we have then the next series that we start is is just going to be tremendous and you're going to love it just as much i i can guarantee that absolutely absolutely so thank you guys again for tuning into this episode of the hauntings of in two weeks we got ohio and then you know we're gonna have just a great episode that day um hopefully you guys enjoy it hopefully you guys enjoy this episode and again if you if you want to hear some of the old stuff go check out the archives and uh we appreciate you guys and we love you and thank you for all the love and support that you've given us and we'll see you guys next time on another episode of a hauntings up chip let's hit them with the outro
Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, click that bell to get notified of our latest videos, patreon.com, and once again, movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I'm Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.